Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. The king heard this awful news. And the first thing that he wanted to do after he began to mourn was he wanted to blame Elisha the prophet. He wanted to blame Elisha the prophet. Ultimately, he was blaming God. And that's never right. I want you to see some things that happened here to this king. The king's spirit in times of trouble was one that said, We'll be sarcastic. Verse number 27, he says, If the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor, out of the wine press? Remember when he looked at those ladies, he said, If God hadn't helped you, how can I help you? I can't get nothing off the wine, out of the wine press or the barn floor. We're out. The king's spirit was one that was sarcastic. Look, there's no room for sarcasm and rottenness when we're dealing with real situations. The king was sarcastic. He was desperate he was angry he blamed god and sought revenge by the head of elisha i don't know about you but have you found yourself in stressful situations in recent days where desperation and anxiety have caused you to revert to anger blame and revenge That's not the spirit of the child of God. That's not the spirit that God would have us to have. We need to be careful. We need to learn from the king. The king's attitude, the king's spirit, the king's faithlessness did not produce anything that helped his people. It did not produce anything that helped him. It did not produce anything that pleased God. And folks, I'll I'll have you know, if you find yourself in troubling times full of anger, Bitterness, pointing the finger of blame. Then you found yourself in a place where you cannot possibly enjoy the blessing of God. You see, we learn from the king that it's not time to blame God. Let's look at the Lord. The Lord. The Lord is this servant, not the Lord God, but the Lord, the servant. That was a leader in the king's world. What did he do? Look, the Bible says in verse number two about him. Then a Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. This Lord. What did he do? He was faithless. He said, what is God going to do? Open the windows of heaven? As a matter of fact, he can. What's the Lord going to do? Is he going to work a miracle? (laughs) Maybe so. I'll tell you one thing. When you find yourself in desperate situations as the children of God, 
It is not time to be faithless. It is time to put your trust in God and anticipate the fact that you don't know how he's going to do it, but you know he's going to be faithful. I don't know how God's going to help us through this or that. Oh, I can tell you story after story of times that just in my short lifetime that my wife and I, we've thought, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know he's going to. We've come to places in our lives where we've thought, you know what? We don't know how this is going to turn out, but we might as well expect something sweet. I remember God dealing in my heart about moving from North Carolina. I'll just have you know something. Everything was great in North Carolina. Oh, my. What a blessing. And God put in our heart to move from North Carolina before we had any idea where we might move to. And there was a certain potential for anxiety because what are you going to do? Where are we going to go? What's God going to do? And I remember for a time dealing with that in my heart thinking, oh, this is nerve-wracking. And then God changed my mind. I got a good glimpse at the Lord His faithfulness. And you know what I decided? I'm not going to be anxious about this anymore. I know that God has something wonderful planned. And we're just going to look forward to it like we look forward to Christmas morning as kids. Because we know that God is going to do something that is wonderful. You know what that Lord, this, this servant of the king did? In great sarcasm, he said, what, is God going to pour out a blessing? He was faithless, cynical, cold-hearted. And it cost him so much. I want you to know something. In moments like now, seasons of difficulty, we should not. It is not time to be faithless. It's not time to be faithless. As a matter of fact, this poor guy, and I have pity for him. For him, It didn't have to be this way. He reaped what he sowed. And sure enough, he saw with his eyes that God had blessed the nation. They didn't taste it with his mouth. You know what? There are Christian people who miss out on God's blessings because they refuse to trust the Lord. They refuse. God will prove himself faithful. You see, it's not time to blame God. It's not time to be faithless. Number three, the lepers. It's time to do something for the Lord. It's time to do something for the Lord. I love this picture. You know, when I'm in, de in desperation, I'm looking for something big and wonderful to change the day. I'm looking for Superman to swoop in and make everything right. You know what I want? I would love, during a global pandemic, for God to just go, kaboosh, from heaven, it's all over. We're all set. Everything's better. Corona what? I want him to use one of those little flashy things and cause us to forget everything that's happened in the last year. Wouldn't that be great? You push the button and you look into the light and you don't remember anything for the last year and God just goes, poof, this big mess is over. Every election's fair and every government official's honest and I want God to just go, kaboom, and everything's perfect. Hallelujah. But you know what? That's not how God's chosen to do things. 
And God has not chosen to use a magic wand. And God has not chosen to use a little flashy light thing. And God's not chosen to use some things we thought he might. But I'll tell you something. God knows what he's doing. And I believe that God is not looking to the big and the mighty. I believe that God is looking to four lepers sitting on a wall. I believe God's looking into the hearts of churches like ours and people like you and me who say, you know what? I'm willing to just do something. I want to move towards God. And we're easy. It's easy to do. We sit on the wall and we think, I'm incapable. And the answer to that is, yes, you are. I walked through this crowd this morning and inadequacy flooded my soul. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this right. And I'm reminded it's not all about me anyway. It's about what God can do. God is looking for four lepers. God's looking for folks like you and I who say, you know what? There is a risk involved in moving forward. But the same risk is involved in standing still. Those four lepers, one of them looked at the other and said, you know what's going to happen if we sit on this wall for a few more days? Know what? Like, We're going to die. Boy, aren't you a blessing. Another said, well, I'll tell you what, let's go into the city. We've been exiled from the city because we're unclean, but I mean, who cares now? Let's go in the city. And the same leper looked at him and said, you know what's going to happen when we go in the city? Uh-uh, what? He said, we're going to die. He said, well, ain't you a blessing? The only hope that those lepers had and the nation of Israel had was not inside. The hope was not what was behind them. The hope was what was ahead of them. And you know what they said? I don't know what's going to happen. We can go to Syria. We can go into this army. We can fall. The Bible says we'll fall upon them. I don't know if they were going to surrender. If I don't know if they were going to try to fight them. I hope in my heart they want to fight them. That would be great. They said we're going to go to Syria. We're going to go to this army. He said you know what's going to happen when we go to the army? The same old guy. He said you know what's going to happen if we go to Syria? And the other guy he's smart to him now. We're going to die. He said no. They may save us alive. Well, you smart Alec, why'd you? He's, just play, he's playing with him. So this this leper says, "No, they may let us live. God may do something. I don't know what's going to happen, and we might die, but we'll just die. We're going to die anyway. We might as well just try something that matters. Try something that will make a difference. Attempt something that God can use." And they walk in to sight of the Syrian army, and God's already done it. They'd all run, run away scared because of the noise. The camp's empty. They get their bellies full. They get their hearts right. They say, we need to tell our people. And sure enough, God uses them in a mighty way. I don't want to identify with the king today. The king, he let trouble force him to anger. 
I don't want to identify with the king's servant, that Lord. He let trouble force him to faithlessness and cynicism. You know what I want to identify with today? Four lepers who said, hey, why sit we here till we die? Somebody's got to do something. Somebody needs to do something. And they said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the something that we all need to do is different for each one of us. But there's no doubt that the Lord has put in your heart the next step. Some people have the idea that stepping toward the Lord is some giant step. No, no, no. Maybe you need to start reading your Bible every day. Maybe you need to start attending church faithfully. Maybe you need to just tell your neighbor that you know that God loves them and invite them to church and point them to Christ. Maybe you need to make a phone call and say, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to repent of some sin that the Holy Spirit of God this morning has convicted you of. I'm not looking for anything great big, and God isn't either, but God needs lepers. He needs folks who say, somebody's got to do something. Folks will just take one step towards the Lord and just see what God can do. Somebody who will just say, I'll do something. I'll do what I can. I'll do my part. How many of your heart know that there is something you can do for God and His glory? But you're not. Guess what? God's not looking to kings. God's not looking to lords under kings. God's looking for four lepers. that just say, hey, somebody's got to do something. Let's do it. Why sit we here till we die? I pray the Lord will convict us of our complacency, of our sinfulness. The Lord will convict us the necessity for all of us to move toward the Lord and trust Him in troubling times to do great and mighty things. How many of you would be honest enough to say, if God will put it on my heart what I need to do, I'll do it. I'm asking Him, Lord, what is it you'd have me to do? Somebody needs to do something. Why sit we here till we die? We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chilhowiebaptist.com.